Thank you, Jimmy. Okay, it is the CXM Experience. And as always, I'm your host, Brad Kahn, CXO, Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler. And today we're going to talk about one of my um, favorite topics, um, which I've never really talked about before. And so this will be kind of like, we're just going to kind of spitball this a little bit today and probably come back to it. But it's something called object-based dream transference. And it's a super important concept in marketing, but one that's not well understood and not very frequently discussed because I think sometimes people feel a little uncomfortable about it. Um, But we're going to tackle it head on because here at the CXM Experience, we're all about tackling things head on. (laughs) That'll be our new selling line. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, Too much Coca-Cola today. Okay, so um, let's let me kind of describe the situation to you. And I'll tell you actually why I wanted to do this show today, because I was I was actually driving back from uh, PT on I-95 the other day and this smoking hot Mustang went roaring by me at, I don't know how many thousands of miles an hour. Um, It's kind of the interesting thing about Florida highways, which I'll describe in a second. Um, This car was beautiful. It wasn't the latest version, but it was maybe maybe the last version. Uh, So reasonably recent, orange, beautiful spoiler, great big black stripe across the top. Uh, big fat wheels, big fat rims, um, blacked out windows. Uh, the hood is all um, elevated because they had a kind of intercooler inside there. Big pipes for the exhaust and big throaty sound from this car. And it was low, so it it had some kind of change to the suspension and it was just wicked (laughs) i don't know what to say i mean i've always really liked mustangs so you don't have to go too far down the road for me to like your mustang Uh, but this was an exceptional example exceptional enough that it'd be like boy i wish that person would sell that car to me it was really something else and i was thinking what's so interesting about cars and cars are just a super fascinating category is that there are so many different versions, like pretty much everyone's driving a different car. You know, we, you know, occasionally I'll run across someone who's also driving sort of quotation marks, my car, but it's not quite my car. It's always a little bit different from my car. And it's very rare that you see your exact car uh, in, in, a, in, or in a row. But in fact, the services that cars provide are, are pretty utilitarian. It's, you know, get from point A to point B. And some people like, my brother's a good example of this. Uh, my brother's like, hey, I'm buying the car for basic transportation, point A to point B. And he buys very nice cars that do that. But he doesn't get himself super fussed about the vehicles he's buying because he's like a point A to point B kind of person. Very respectable, nothing wrong with that. Other people who are also getting from point A to point B are doing it in a souped up, 750 horsepower orange Mustang with blacked out windows and wicked rims, right? And they're still getting from point A to point B in probably about the same amount of time that my brother's doing it in his minivan. And it just got me to thinking, what's what's happening here? And, you know, I, I'm someone who really likes cars a lot. And I think about when I'm looking at a car like that, I think, boy, 
think about how much fun it would be to drive that on a track or to race that car. How fast can that car go? It looks like something that would fit comfortably on a NASCAR track. And it's this kind of whole concept of this idea of object-based dream transference, which is you may have this dream that you've always wanted to be something, always wanted to be, say, a race car driver. And you're not going to be a race car driver because you didn't go through the process of learning how to drive a car very quickly. And you're, it's too dangerous and your reflexes aren't fast enough and you're too old and all those kinds of things. But you can get in a Mustang that looks a certain way or many, or many other cars. And for just a second, you can feel like this object is actually able to transfer you to that dream. And you're able to feel that dream and almost touch it for a second. I think it's an extraordinarily powerful concept of marketing that is uh, underused. Uh, it's underused because I believe that marketers um, almost feel like it's overselling or that it's getting people to do something that they can't do. Like there's a, there's a very significant focus on outcomes and benefits that are here and now. Uh, and we don't sell to dreams nearly as much as we could. Uh, I will talk about I-95 traffic for just a second, just because it's kind of funny. But but I just want you to sort of just hold that in your mind for a second. So I-95 traffic. So here in South Florida, there's this highway called I-95. Now, my younger daughter went to school at University of Miami in Coral Gables, not very far from where I am right now. And she would constantly tell me about how insane the traffic is here and i i completely believed her but i was also thinking she was a relatively new driver and she hadn't had a lot of experience in different cities and so i i to a certain extent you know maybe discounted it slightly thinking you know sure i'm sure it's not that bad uh now i completely understand what she was talking about because there's this very interesting toxic combination of people who are driving on the road who should not be driving anymore because they're far too old you then their heads don't even appear above the windshield they're they're kind of like these slow moving kind of random vehicles that just create sort of ongoing roadblocks and there's a second group of people who are in basically trying to break the sound barrier like i think fast enough that their wheels come off. I mean, I've never seen so many super fast drivers like weaving in and out of traffic. So you got all these like slow moving kind of random cars with these incredibly fast vehicles, zoop, 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 back in, back in, back and forth. And then there's this third fascinating one, which are primarily SUVs of people who are on their phones very distracted, not paying attention to the road at all, uh, weaving in and out of the lanes, but still going at a pretty fast clip. So you got super slow cars, with people that are you know not really in driving condition anymore, super fast cars with people who are taking their lives in their own hands, and many others, I guess. And then these sort of medium speed vehicles, still going above the speed limit, of course, uh, with disinterested and not particularly attentive drivers behind the wheel. <laughs> you put all that on the road together at once, and it's it's a party. Um, so, uh, Trinity, if I ever didn't like fully, completely grok what you were talking about when you're talking about I-95, I apologize because you were right. It is bananas here. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, this. Let's come back to dream transference. So, what are other things that people do this with? 
you know, one category that strikes me as a good one is photography. Um, we actually had, uh, what was I watching? Oh, yeah, it was a really great episode of G- DJ TV. So we have a daily TV show that's put on by uh, two people inside Sprinkler, and Tony and Joe. And uh, Tony um, and Joe do a, they started the show at the beginning of the pandemic. I think they just celebrated their one year anniversary. And they do a video TV show every single day and they interview different Sprinklerites and different people across the company. And often they'll focus on um, hobbies and things like that. It's one of the things that led to Sprinkler being named one of the best places to work during the pandemic. And we're proud of the fact that we've done a lot of amazing initiatives to keep our employees happy and healthy. Uh, through the pandemic and doing everything we can to um, get through this very difficult period of time. And so uh, Joe and Tony interviewed someone who uh, was a photographer, um, uh, kind of on the side. He was a sprinklerite during the day and photographer by night. And he was talking about the tricks of photography. And he made a really interesting comment, which he said, it doesn't really matter what your equipment is. Uh, You can take a great photograph with with a pinhole camera or you can take a great photograph with, a, with an iPhone. Uh, you don't have to be an amazing, you don't have to have amazing equipment to taking amazing photographs. I thought that was a very compelling comment because I do think photography is one of those things that falls into the camp of, I always wanted to be a professional photographer. And so people think of it as like a hobby and they like taking pictures and they go to go buy a camera and probably anything will do. But what do they do? They buy the most expensive, most advanced, fanciest camera they can lay their hands onto, partly because of this object-based dream transference, which is what if I become an award-winning photographer? What if I become somebody whose pictures are celebrated? What if I become a great artist? You know, this camera is a way for me to be able to sort of move that dream through. I think that's a really, really interesting insight um, what's fascinating to me is that often in the stores, the salespeople will sell you down. Like, yeah, you don't need all those features. You're just a day-to-day photographer. And I always think it's fascinating that they do that. I actually think that's exactly the wrong thing to do. If, you're a, if I was a salesperson in a camera store, I'd be talking about, well, this is how Ansel Adams did it. <laughs> or this is how you know, great, you know, this is how all the journalists are using this camera. Or this is the way you want to make this happen. This is the kind of stuff you can do. Like you want people to imagine where they could go and how their life could be different. So another great category for this. Another thing which I think is, this is maybe a bit more of a New Yorker perspective, but I'll go with this for a second. A lot of people in New York get new apartments and they outfit them with, you know, big ovens and big kitchens and and all sorts of like great oven appliance, uh, kitchen appliances and uh, oven features, et cetera. And yet they order in every meal and they don't cook. Uh, there's one friend of ours who doesn't even have her oven connected. Like it's not even plugged in and she uses it to store shoes, uh, which many New Yorkers actually use their ovens more as storage devices than as actual uh, ovens. And so what's that? Well, the idea is that, you know, maybe one day I'll learn to cook. Maybe one day I could be Julia Child. Maybe one day I'll have big parties where everyone comes over and I'm I'm pulling amazing dishes out of the oven and, and we're all cooking together and having a good time. And well, maybe you still have parties and maybe you have people over. The idea that you're actually cooking that uh, maybe never happens. And I think that's pretty interesting. Another category where I think this happens, and this is a little touchy for some people given the last year, but 
I think a great example of object-based dream transference is uh, Peloton and in at-home exercise equipment, uh, which often turns into the most expensive hanger in the room. The, you know, the Peloton sits there taunting you day after day uh, that you know you could be, should be using it. You bought it because you had a dream about how you wanted to look, how you wanted to feel, what you wanted your fitness level to be, uh, and you still have that dream. You still feel like you can get there, and the Peloton's a reminder that you could get there, but for some reason you don't get on it and you don't use it. It's very similar to gym memberships. Uh, the secret of gyms, and it was a great business until a year ago, uh, is that most people who buy a gym membership don't use it, and so and they're able to have a very small facility and service a very large number of people. You know, I could go on and on. I mean, there's smart TVs and there's computers and there's all sorts of other categories where we essentially overbuy versus what we need because we have a dream that will be a great writer. We have a dream that will be a great artist. We have a dream that will be something. Basements are full of, you know, hobbies that were started, you know, painting easels and, uh, you know, weaving uh, looms and uh, knitting walls and like all the things that one day we'll get a chance to get to it. I've got a closet full of Lego. I'm, I've got projects going on. I'm making it, but I got a lot more Lego to make than I'm making. And it's going to take a long time to get there. But I, I have a bit of an object-based dream transference with my Lego because I think one day I'll have the time to do this. I'll be able to make these projects. And I want to I wanna hold on to the idea that I'll have that time and I'll have that time for myself. And so when I buy the Lego kits, it's an affirmation that one day I'll give myself that time. Will I? Maybe. I mean, I'm kind of third done on the roller coaster, peeled off a Ghostbusters car on the weekend. So, you know, I'm at it. But uh, boy, you know, I may not get to all those kits. I may not get to all of them, Um, which I think would be a little sad. But I think at the same time is... uh, maybe a hopeful thing that I want to make sure I try to get to them. So object-based dream transference. Think about it in your own marketing. Think about how that really is the experience people want. When people buy your product, don't talk them down to just what they need. Talk them up to what they're dreaming about. Talk them up to the future that they're buying. And this, this is true in B2B. When people buy a B2B product, don't just sell them what they need. Sell them the vision. Sell them the idea that they can transform their company. They can get promoted. They can move to new levels. They can change the experiences they're offering their own customers. Think about the dreams. People pay a lot of money to satisfy their dreams. And we don't sell enough to the dream. We'll talk about this more, but I think this is a good start. And uh, I now have to go on I-95 and go to a PT appointment. Uh, Wish me luck. And maybe I'll see that orange car again. Maybe I'll buy it today. For the CXM Experience, I'm Grad Khan, and I'll see you, I hope, next time. <laughs>